0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm flying high, riding solo, uh, here for another fantastic Saturday slate. Uh, We've got a single-game showdown in the early afternoon, and then we've got a seven-game main slate on DraftKings, which I will be helping to... Break down and let you guys know what I like to like, what I like what I like to see what I like I'm seeing <laughs> what things I'm liking from seeing from my eyes on the screen uh, in that DFS slate uh, my brains dead I'm sorry it's Friday finally Friday let's go let's break down the Saturday slate okay single game showdown uh, we do have the Denver Denver Wow we do have the San Antonio Spurs and the Miami heat kind of a stinker here uh, do have quite a big spread in this game. Uh, don't think, you know, I've got a whole ton of interest in, in props or anything in this game, just because I just think this game can easily get out of hand. But we do have some, uh, you know, interesting guys here, uh, in DFS, I feel like there's a, a pretty easy blueprint for success here. A few guys I do like. I like Jimmy Butler. Uh, oh, just for this, uh, single game slate. Let me go ahead and break down the, the uh, injury news we need to stay on top of. Devin Vassell is questionable with the knee injury. That's a big one. Got to stay on top of them. Pirtle is still out. Kata Bates-Diap is out. Jeremy Sohan is out. On the Heat side, we've got Deadman is questionable, and Yurt Seven is out. I would say the Vassell thing is definitely something to stay on top of, but other than that, you know. Uh, the rest of this, we can kind of... Oh, and Pirtle is obviously very big, too. I got to play for that one, but uh, the rest of this, we can kind of just throw out. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Butler at captain at 14-4 seems like it makes a whole lot of sense to me. I don't see anyone on the Spurs side that has that kind of upside. Now, if it is... does end up being a blowout, I think you could pivot. If you're going to go with that game script, I think you could pivot to uh, Tyler Hero at twelve nine. You could even do Bam out of bio at 13-8 at your captain, but I know that people destroy the Spurs on the inside. I just don't feel like Bam's that guy. He's more of a mid-range jumper type center. I was I was so upset at him in the uh Olympics when when the, you know, USA was not necessarily winning as much as I thought they should have. By as many points as I should I thought they should have been winning by because he just doesn't play big. He plays in between. He's like a hybrid, a big uh like a, a center-sized guy that's pretty much a power forward. Plays like one. He's a little undersized there, but yeah. Um. Anyways, not that I don't like Bam. I think you can go with Bam at as, as captain, but I like Jimmy Butler as captain and as the pivot. I like t- uh, Charlie Hero at twelve nine. All the top three guys on this slate are uh, Heat guys, which makes absolutely you know the most sense. I mean, the Spurs just they're just not they can't handle candles these guys. Um. You know, obviously, I do have some interest here in uh, rostering Kelvin Johnson. Not in my captain spot by $8,400, uh, especially if Devin Vassell is out. I think you have to roster him. He's just going to score a whole lot of points. He's the only real offensive weapon they have. But aside from that, on the uh, Spurs side, I do have some interest in some of these uh, cheaper guys. I have some interest in Charles Bassey at 4200 to help you fit some of those studs in. Uh, you know, uh, we got no portal again in this one. Zach Collins just t- took a nasty fall due to and Schengen just posterizing the crap out of his face. It was a foul. Don't try me. I mean, uh, they reviewed it. It was a foul. Uh, according to the rules, it is a foul. Uh, but it was a nasty dunk. And uh, Collins had to go to back to the locker room for a minute, came back, probably had to test him for a concussion. He was fine. Uh, so I do think Collins plays here, but maybe they give him a little bit of a break here, maybe play him a, little, a few less minutes. Not sure about that. But even if he doesn't, even if Bassett's still going to play, just the allotment of minutes he's been getting is still pretty solid. Play at forty-two hundred. I like me some uh, Josh Richardson at four thousand. If there's no Devin Vassell, only if there's no Devin Vassell. If there's Devin Vassell, I'm not playing Richardson. I do like Doug McDermott at thirty-eight hundred. Whether or not Vassell plays, I think that's just too cheap for a guy that the Spurs team does need his uh, offensive creation on the floor to be any 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 bit successful. And even though Pop is. You know, trying to develop these young guys, and they aren't necessarily trying to win basketball games. It's not very fun, it's not very helpful for them to develop guys if you know they're just getting smothered on the on the offensive side. They just can't get anything off. McDermott opens that up for them, and that's why he's been getting minutes when he's in. I've been telling you guys to play this guy when when he's healthy. He will get twenty to twenty-five to maybe even thirty minutes on any given night. And so, at this thirty-eight hundred price tag, it just makes a whole lot of sense, even against a Miami Heat defense that's traditionally a good uh, defensive team. They haven't been great this season. But moving on, let's go to the seven-game main slate. That's what you guys really came here for. That's what you pay the big money for. Before I go to that, though, I'm going to ask you a a simple favor. Go to sportsethos.com and download that. Don't download. Join the DFS Pass and come be friends with me on Discord and on sportsethos.com and in the forums. And, uh, hey, get up in my DMs even. I don't care. Get that DFS Pass and let's do it. It is cheap as heck. You're going to win. Uh, putting out these plays on Twitter and, and, you know, this pod and everything like that. But uh, there are days where I don't. And if you want those plays, you got to get that DFS pass. And there are plays from other guys that are smarter than me. better than me sometimes. <laughs> and you don't get those unless you get the DFS pass. So go get it. Moving on, though. Uh, Seven-game main slate. Here's some uh, injury news we need to stay on top of. Of course, this is very, very super early. So stuff is sure to develop. Uh, just like, you know, today we had Donovan Mitchell, uh, who is questionable with a leg injury. Uh, and for Friday's slate, we had him ruled out near the end there. So uh, everyone scrambled to get Karis Levert in their lineups. It was a good choice. I was kind of uh, kicking myself at the first half because he was not doing so well. But he ended up having a pretty good game. So Donovan Mitchell questionable with a leg injury. Obviously, we can look at some other guys there. Uh marketing, questionable still with an illness. I feel like he's probably going to play at this point. But maybe being back-to-back, maybe they just sit him out this one and uh, put, him, put him in the next one. Andrew Wiggins out. That's a big one. Groin injury. It's a big one, but I just don't know. This is what I'm waiting for news on because I don't know who's going to fill in for. Because we don't really have the data point when when Wiggins missed the last one. They also had stuff out. They had uh, I think Draymond sat. They had a bunch of a bunch of different guys out. So we don't really know. Is it going to be Kaminga? Is it going to be Divincenzo? Who's going to start for Andrew Wiggins? And who's going to play the most minutes? I'm just not 100 percent certain. I think one of those two guys is a good call, but I don't have either on my list right now because I'm just not sure. I'm waiting for more news. Uh, Nicholas Claxton is questionable with a hamstring injury. injury. Uh, the Clippers have a whole bunch of stuff uh, going on here. Uh, they've got Red, and it's not the usual suspects. It's not Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Reggie Jackson is out. Terrence Mann is questionable with a concussion. Norm Powell is out. So there's some Clippers guys we can look at for sure. Uh, L. Horford is out. That's a huge one. We have an easy data point for that one, which we'll go over. Kevin Love, questionable with a back injury still. Um, thought it was the the thumb, but I turned out his back was bothering him. So he's questionable for this one. Isaiah Jackson, questionable with a knee injury. He did uh, get ruled out near game time uh, yesterday on Friday. So I'm assuming he's going to play in this one. I think he just wanted to give him one more day to rest. So I think he's going to be back in the lineup. But I do have some interest in some guys already early on. This is, again, just kind of a primer. And, uh, you know, I actually don't even have any Clippers. Oh, no, I do have some Clippers. I got one Clipper on my list here. But I said I have some interest in some Clippers here. I think if Terrence Mann is ruled out, I think I have some more interest here. And I think there's other guys you can go to that aren't necessarily on my list. But, uh, again, this is one of those things you have to get that DFS pass for. We discuss it in the Discord. Uh, and it's going to be in the DFS delivery that uh, drops a little bit later than this podcast. But, anyways, uh, Boston and Golden State Warriors, is going to be a good game. This could be a potential preview of the finals. At this moment in time, I think there are teams that are better than the Warriors. But I said that last season. Look how it turned out. So, uh, I do have a lot of interest in Jason Tatum at 10-8. Not my favorite spin up on the slate, but it's my second favorite spin up on the slate. Uh, if I can get him in with my other guy, I'm going to try to, but 10 8's pretty pricey. Uh, I still got a lot of interest in him, though. I think this is going to be a, a close game that's really the the, the games where Tatum shines. Going to be on the floor for an extended period of time. Uh, no Warford, so not like Warford's shoulders a lot of on, so it's offensive low, but everyone gets a few extra minutes. But no Horford, I, I also uh, still like some Malcolm Brogdon with No Horford at 4,800. It's not like a, a must-play or anything. But I do think he gets some additional minutes there. And I think he's got more upside, and it's been proven again and again, more upside than Derek White. Derek White may outscore him on any given night, and I understand that. But I like to ride the Malcolm Brogdon bandwagon. I think Derek White's 4,600, so just a few hundred less. If you want to go that route, go for it. I'm, I don't think I'm going to get either guy in a ton of lineups. So. Uh, but I have to absolutely have Blake Griffin at 4,000 in my lineups. Not only is he going to get, you know, 25 to 30 minutes, most likely. He is also going against a pretty weak interior defense here in the Golden State Warriors. They're probably not going to play James Wiseman. He's probably going to be sent back to the G League at some point. Kevon Looney, not 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 really scaring me. Uh, you know, Javon Green. So I like some Blake Griffin at four thousand. I think he can do some damage there uh on the boards, do some damage, shooting some three balls, hopefully. Uh I think he's really a, a good play here at, at that at that four thousand price tag. If we want just five X from him, that's just twenty DK points. That's pretty much a given if he's gonna get twenty five to thirty points. It's just if he can get that five X for us, uh, which we're hoping for. Or six X, sorry, that we're hoping for. Twenty four to thirty DK points. He's got even higher than so that. But I think a good pivot, though, if you're in a large field GPP, off of Blake Griffin, who's going to be insanely high-owned, is Luke Cornett at 3,500. I think this is a fantastic pivot. Uh, I think it was a couple of games ago he ended up getting more minutes than Blake Griffin. It was uh, probably matchup-based, though. And if we're looking at this matchup again, there's no really intimidating center guy on the Golden State Warriors. So the much, much safer play is Blake Griffin. I might have Cornett in one out of you know, 20, 30 lineups. Moving on, Portland and Minnesota, I got a ton of interest in this game, of course. I've been all over Minnesota and uh, teams they play against. I've had a over of teams play against Portland, too, this season. So I do have a ton of interest in this game. My favorite spend up on the entire slate has got to be the guy that won me some money a couple nights ago, Dame Dala. I played him on the late-night slate uh, two nights ago and uh, just had an absolute killer of a game against the Nuggets. Gets a Minnesota team here that is still struggling to... Figure out their identity. Still having some issues defensively, um, not a back-to-back, the Timberwolves are. Gobert just made a stupid bunny two-pointer at the end of the buzzer against that Jazz team, and Malik Beasley went up to him and, was, and took exception to that. Uh, Colbert just keeps doing stupid stuff. I can't, I can't stand the guy. But anyways, uh, Dave Lillard at 10-1. I absolutely love him. I've got more interest, though, on the Minnesota side of the ball. I've got several guys here. I've got Kyle Anderson at 5,000. Yeah, I did mention him as a uh, pretty much a free play for you in the last pod, and that worked out ph- phenomenally, right? He almost had a triple-double against the Utah Jazz. Not necessarily as good of a matchup here against the Portland Trailblazers, but still going to be an up-tempo game. I think he's going to beat that uh, 5000 price tag. And it has his price tag has climbed a little bit, but not enough to get me off of him. I think he's still a pretty good play. Jalen Noel at $4,800 did not have a very good game uh, on the flip side of that against the Utah Jazz. Didn't need him to. They ended up winning. Uh, but I think this is a good matchup here. And I think, you know, uh, they're going to need a scoring at some point. He only scored nine points against the uh, the Jazz, but he can score 15, 20 points any given night. So the upside's absolutely there. I like I like me some Naz at 4,300. A guy that is just constantly slept on and overlooked. You know, I'm not going to roster all these guys, but I think if you need a center that's going to be on the cheaper side, Nas makes a whole lot of sense. He's got that upside with the shot blocking and the threes. I've been telling people in season long that he's the guy to, to grab for specific categories. So for DFS, he's not like a smash play. But I think he's a decent one of 4,300 on a seven-game slate. You know, a medium-sized slate. Okay, Cleveland versus OKC. My favorite play on the entire slate has got to be Jared Allen at 6,600. I missed the boat on him in his, in his return. Uh, didn't roster him in the last game. But this game right here is the environment where he's going to put a blocks and rebounds uh, just... In insane rates. I'm going to look at his blocks and rebounds uh, props when those drop. And, uh, you know, hopefully he scores some points for us as well. The OKC Thunder have trouble with, you know, defensive rotation. So I really think that, you know, he could score a whole lot. He could, he could. I mean, I think a double-doubles, like, that's a given at this point. Look at that prop too, probably when it comes out. I I mean, it's probably like minus 400 or something. So I probably won't play it, but. If it's like minus 150 or something, minus one minus 140, I'll play it. But, yeah, 6,600 for Jared Allen. I think it's a great, great smash play right there. I think I'm going to have him in every single lineup. Uh, Karis Silver at 4,400 if Donovan Mitchell is out. Only if Donovan Mitchell's out. If Mitchell's in, no thanks. Uh, if Donovan Mitchell's out, though, too, I think Jared Allen gets an even, even bigger boost. But even if, even if Mitchell plays, I think Jared Allen's still safe. Uh, moving on, Los Angeles Clippers versus the Washington Wizards kind of the stinker of a game. Neither of these teams has been really shining that well. But I do like me some Kawhi Leonard at 7,100. I think that, you know, this is the time now. He's been back a few games. He hasn't really put on that classic, vintage, you know, efficient Kawhi game yet. As far as I know, he's not on a minutes limit. I don't believe. If you got news of that happening, that that, that tempers my expectations here, but... So, Washington Wizards, I think, um, you know, they're probably going to stick some Kuzma on them. Um, maybe some Denny Adbija. Sorry, Denny. Uh, I don't think any of those guys can stop him. I mean, there's you know, he's one of the best mid-range scorers in the league when he's on. So I'm looking for that game to happen. So I like the Kawhi Leonard at 7, 100. Uh Denny Advija is on my list here, so 4,700. Told you guys to that him yesterday. That was, that was good. Still had a good game. Pretty much what I said would happen. 30 DK points or so. Scored a few more than that. Thumbs up. It's good. Uh, 4,700 is a good price point for a guy that's got a pretty safe floor. I don't think he's a smash play here, though. I think the Clippers, you know, they haven't had a great season so far because they've had so many people missing, but they've got a lot of their key pieces back. So I think their defense is going to be catching back up with everybody. So it is a good defensive team. So I'm at sky high. I'm dead this time. I'm not going to lock him in, but I think he's uh, still a decent player at 4,700. Daniel Gafford, 3,500. This is a really intriguing play to me. Uh, again, under 4,000, uh, absolutely not a safe play. He could just uh, play 10 to 12 minutes in a game and get yanked. But he had a couple of good games in a row. He had kind of a stinker. Um, I just think that, you know, if they want to slow down uh, Ivaika Zubak, he's the guy on the roster that's going to do that. It's not going to be Christoph Sporzingas. Christoph Sporzingas just isn't a center. At least not full-time. You can play in that center, but it's just not... Not ideal. So I like me some Daniel Gaffer at 3500 Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. So I do think that this game can get out of hand quickly. I think a lot of people are going to go to Jokic because I think that it is a very good matchup for him. If Utah can stay in this game, second out of a back-to-back for Utah. Don't believe that's the case with Denver. Don't believe Denver played tonight. I better double-check that just to be sure. Pretty sure they didn't. I don't see Denver around here. Denver did not play. So it's a bl- back-to-back for the Jazz. Denver, it's not a back-to-back. I don't have a spread yet for them, I don't believe. But this is going to be a tough game for the Utah Jazz. I really don't know how they stay in this game. They've started to really regress. The Nuggets have exactly the things that are going to destroy Utah. They've got... The passing ability, they've got the interior scoring ability. So I think you, I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to have Jokic go for it. It's a huge price to pay for a guy that I think is only going to play three quarters. I think he, in the last times they played, I think he only like, managed like 25 minutes in the last game they played. Because they this just didn't need him. Um, but I do have some interest uh, still in this game. On the UCL side, I do have some interest in Emily Beasley. At fifty six hundred, we've got no Colin Sexton still. Beasley just had a really big game. Uh, he can have string together games like that, and you know if you're going to beat this Denver team from you know from the outside uh, in transition, that can happen. So fifty six hundred from Lee Beasley seems makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I do like Smolke at four thousand because you're not stopping Jokic with Kelly Olynyk. It's just not going to happen. Walker Kessler's been starting. Obviously, we need to keep our eye on the Lori Marketing news. But I still think even if he doesn't start, Walker Kessler is still a decent play at 4,000 just for his permanent upside. And uh, the fact that they're going to need him to slow down Jokic. I said that, though, against Embiid, and they didn't do it. But we're a little later in the season now. I think the Utah Jazz have progressed enough that they're starting to realize. It's better for them to not, well, lose games, yes. It's better for them to lose games and try to develop young players than it is to play Kelly Olinick 40 minutes a game or whatever, whatever he's playing, 30 minutes a game. So hopefully they've, uh, they've realized that and they give Walker some run. Um, he didn't have a huge game in their last one uh, Friday night tonight, um, but he was in foul trouble early. And they just frankly missed him. I was watching him in the fourth quarter. He was open in the basket. was getting dunks before they took him out, and then he was wide open. They just weren't giving him the ball. So, it is what it is. Uh, Bones Highland, I've interested in him because if we're going to script this as a blowout, I've got a lot of interest in Bones at 5,500. Even if it ends up being a close game, he's still a very key part of that offense without Michael Porter Jr. in there. So, I think, you know, Bones is a very decent play against a very weak Utah Jazz team he's probably gonna guys can be slept out a lot probably won't have very high ownership just because he has a start and because he's kind of up and down a little bit a little bit reliant on the shot falling but i think against the utah jazz team he should have a pretty decent so that's it guys for uh the dfs pass if you guys don't have thrive fantasy you guys should go get it well go sign up for it uh use promo code ethos for a deposit match bonus up to 250 bucks and come play in these giant tournaments with me. I do have a few plays here. I'm not, like, king on a whole lot of these plays. I'm not king on it. Um, but I do have a few here that I like. I like Kevin Durant over 27.5 points against the Indiana Pacers at 95 points for that play. Uh, I think that just makes a lot of sense. Brooklyn's on a back-to-back. I think the Pacers are, too. Um, but it's going to be one of those slogged-out games where you kind of rely on your stars a little bit more, I feel like. So I like him to go over 27.5 points. <laughs> I like John Wall over 4.5 assists at 80 points. No Reggie Jackson. So I think John Wall is going to have a decent game. I think a lot of people will probably roster him in DFS. I'm not huge on him, though, against this Wizards team that really likes to slow things down. Doesn't, allow, doesn't have a very high-scoring... Doesn't usually have high-scoring games. So John Wall over 4.5 assists. 80 points. Um, I also like Jared Allen over 9.5 rebounds and assists. That's 85 points. So. You know, clearly it's not a whole lot of points, but I think it's pretty much a lock for that to happen. Absolutely. I do like DeMar DeRozan also. Over 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists. It's 105 points for that play. I think it's a, um, I think the Bulls and Mavericks right now, the spreads at one point. I think it is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a lot of DeMar and Luka going back, to, back, back and forth. One guy scores, the other guy scores an in incredible buckets. I think you could see that. DeMar's been kind of struggling a bit. The Bulls have been off for, I think, three days now before Saturday. So, uh, so I think he's got the rest. I think he's going to have his legs under him again, getting a little older. So I think that's what's been struggling, having him struggle a little bit, just carrying a little bit too much of the load. I think this is a good spot here for DeMar, DeMar DeRozan to rebound and have a good game. Uh, I like Luka Doncic under 1.5 blocks and steals. Under. Uh, 105 points, so that's plus odds. That's plus odds of play. So was the DeMar DeRozan one. That was 105 points as well. I don't know if I mentioned that, but uh, Doncic under 1.5 blocks and steals. Reason for that being, I mean, who, I don't think he's going to guard DeMar DeRozan. I don't think he's going to guard Zach Levine. Bulls aren't particularly sloppy with the basketball. So... I have to look that up though. Like <laughs> uh I have to look up to see like who where the bulls sit. Uh uh in the turnovers per game uh category. Let's see here. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. No, I've got ad blocked. Oh no. Hold on. I'll reload, don't worry. Uh, they're 17th. 17th. So yeah, they, they take pretty pretty decent care of the basketball. Not like great, but Dallas has the fewest turnovers, which is pretty impressive. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, it's going to. I think he'll go under. Like, it's a very good chance he goes under here because he's just not going to be guarding the guys with the highest usage on the balls. I don't think I might get switched out of them. I mean, this is the NBA; don't everybody pretty much. But, anyways, that's it, guys. That's going to do it for me. Those are your DraftKings and Thrive Fantasy plays for the day. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbp_keith. And do follow the show and subscribe wherever you're listening. But until next time, everybody, go get that money.